God's grace and his mercy and his peace and everything you need for life here and eternity from God are yours in Jesus Christ. God's word for his people today from Philippians chapter 4. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good for you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent because they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Loved ones, in 20-some years of ministry, I've served a variety of different churches. Some were as small as 16 members and, and had a, an annual budget of about $95,000, enough to support a called worker, his family, pay some rent in a small storefront, and, and cover some materials for, for reaching out. I've also served in a, a church that had 1,600 members. Uh, an annual budget of well over a million dollars supporting a full staff and, and, and all the programs that you could imagine. And, and the sad thing is, in, in every situation, there, there was always seemed to be one time or one person where someone got really upset, folded their arms, set their foot down, and then went out the door because of money and didn't come back. And I, I got to thinking about that, wondering, is, is there some sort of threshold, some sort of, of magic number? How big is it that, that, that would make a, mo a number so high that it would make emotions so, run so high that if you're involved in an issue dealing with that number that, that you would leave your, your congregation? And there isn't one. For some people, it was a, a decision involving hundreds of thousands of dollars. For other people, just a few hundred, under a thousand dollars. Because even though they said they were leaving their church because of money, it wasn't about money at all. It was about importance. Somewhere along the line, that person was dismissed. Somewhere along the line, the person tried to, tried to talk up and they were told, what you have to say doesn't matter because you need to get in line with 
the way that everyone else is thinking. I've even heard someone say, well, you don't agree with the rest of us, so you just must not love Jesus as much. And that just was not the case. But they were told something, something was implied that made them feel unimportant. And that hits us right here when that happens. At the core of every human being's needs that, that aren't physical is the need to know that you are important. Important to the people around you, important to people that you respect, important to God. And that is what God tells you today. You are. <laughs> You are important. You are important to him even if the, the world around you and your circumstances tell you that you're not. You matter to God. And, and knowing that you are important to God means that you can be content to face any situation that you are in in this sinful world. You'll have all, the, all that you need supplied by him. Of course, there are a lot of ways to deal with this need that we have to be important. And a lot of them are sinful. One way that we deal with this need to be important is, is a kind of deception. Maybe you learned from, from early on from, from loving parents and people around you that, that they really paid attention to you when you were sad. Or that when, when you got hurt, they, they, they jumped to your rescue, which is a good thing. That's why God has given our parents. But, but we can take that knowledge, even as adults, and use that to, to deceive people and manipulate people. When we have problems that we, we, we encounter, we need to talk through them, but sometimes we find out that if we, the more we talk about our problems, the more attention we get, and we like that because it makes us feel important. And so maybe we'll, we'll exaggerate our problems. And, and rather than trying to talk through our problems, we just hold on to them and, and constantly complain about them as a sort of test to see if people are going to pay attention to us, if they're going to jump to our rescue and make us feel important. And again, that, that, that's the way that God has given us to work through our problems is to, is to talk about them. And, and what a blessing it is when we have people in our life, family and friends and, and, and even counselors and those who are there to help us in our needs. But if we refuse to talk in order to work through our problems and instead just use talking about them as a test to see if people really love us, we're lying. That's sin. You know, another way that we often deal with this need to, to, to be important, to know that we're important, is to feed our pride. Because even people who are terrible at math are good at keeping tallies. We keep great, great tallies of, of how many successes and how many good things we've done in our life and, and keep pretty good tallies of how many failures other people have had and are constantly comparing the two. And even if we're not very good with finances, we know the value of our neighbor's homes and we know the value of our neighbor's cars. And if they're more than what we have, we're very good at just assuming, well, that's because they must cheat to get ahead. They must have done something wrong. They, but if the value of our homes and cars are more, we think, well, that's because I worked so hard. And we feed our pride 
by taking tallies and then comparing ourselves to others and assuming the best about ourselves and the worst in others. And that pride, as much as it makes us feel important to ourselves, is sin. Take a look, if you will, through your mind's eye at an innocent man in prison. He was once a man admired by his church, a leader in his church, a member, in in his words, of high society. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying when he says, I know what it is to be in plenty. Really, the the, the meaning of the word is to be, I, I know what it means to be part of high society. He'd been important to a lot of people, but now he was alone and forgotten and poor and in jail. And he was okay with it. We don't hear him complaining. We don't hear him exaggerating in circumstances to try to get any, any attention. We don't hear him complain about how hard he worked and how good he was and he didn't deserve this as he compared himself with people who were lazy and rich. He said, you know, I've learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, and he meant it. And how could he mean that? Well, he explained, he says, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. He was content to experience any problem, any situation in life because he knew that he was important to Jesus. See, the Apostle Paul was the greatest missionary ever to live on this planet, unless, of course, you count Jesus. (laughs) Yet not even that impressed God. Nor did Paul hope that he would. Paul was someone who called himself the chief of sinners, the least of all the apostles, a violent man, a hater of Christians. And yet, in spite of how bad he was, in spite of how worthless his life was to God, he knew that he was important to God. How? Because of something that was in him? No. Because of something that is in God. That's what makes us important. It is a heart in God that is full of mercy. Yes, we deserve to go to hell for our sins. And, and that's something that's in God too, this, this justice, this need to punish sin. But that's not all that's there. There is also God's grace, His love for us. Of all the, the, the things that, that He could have done to us for our sin, He did something for us instead. He sent His Son Jesus to die and to rise. All of the millions of murders that have happened throughout the history of the world, all of the billions of prideful hearts that have ever beaten, all of the trillions of lies that have ever been told, and Jesus, knowing full well how much it would hurt, said he'd be punished for those and he suffered enough to pay for all of them, to buy your soul, so that, and, and did what it takes so that your sin would not count against you. That's how important you are to God. Rejoice. 
rejoice that your importance isn't in what you achieve or what the world thinks of you. Rejoice that God says you are important to him and nothing that anyone else says can change that fact. Remember that. Remember that when you wonder if God remembers you. Remember that when you feel like he's forgotten you or, or doesn't care. Remember that when you pray, he listens. When you struggle, he helps. When you wish that he would take a problem away, he says to you, you know what, I've got something even better than that. I'm not going to take your problem away. I, I'm going to give you the strength to deal with it and it's going to come to you for me in such a, such a way that, that you're going to know it's only from the Holy Spirit that you got through that problem and so that you know you can trust in me for anything else that you face throughout your life. He gives you people that, that care for you so that you know not only what a good God you have that would, would put people in your life who can care for you, but then you also can focus on them. That was the interesting thing about the second part of our reading today was the Apostle Paul was not expecting any help and yet here it came from the, the congregation in the town of Philippi. And he looked at it not as, oh, you gave me what I need so I can survive, but he looked at it as what it really was, an offering to God from them. And he praised God for that. You know, when you say in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, you're not really asking for anything as if the, the food that you purchased at Pick and Save is suddenly going to disappear from your pantry if you forget to say the Lord's Prayer that week. No, God, God supplies us with everything that we need for, for body and life, really whether or not we pray for it. But when we say that petition, we're just recognizing it, that, that it comes from Him and that and we're promising to trust him to take care of all of our bodily needs for, for food and clothing and shelter. But we have more needs than just our physical needs. We have this need to feel, to know that we are important. And you are. You're so important that God saved you. You're so important that God forgives you. You're so important that God wants to share his glory with you. You know, think of a young man, if you will, who just uh, finishes up school and then has trouble finding a job in what he studied for for, for years after years. And, and he, he, he works, sometimes lives with his folks, sometimes lives with some college friends, but just isn't finding what he studied for. And, and, and then one day, out of the blue, he gets an interview, it goes well, and he gets the job. Before he starts work, he's got something that he needs to do. He needs to call people to tell him that he got the job he was looking for. He's got to decide who to call first. Who is it going to be? His girlfriend? His parents who supported him through all of that? Whoever was most important to him. You see, when you have something good, good news, you share it with those who are important to you. And you are so important to God that he wants to share his glory with you. And the glory of God is in heaven, but the glory of God here is in the gospel. It's in the fact that God forgives you. It's in the good news that Jesus died and rose for you and will help you through any trouble. It's the good news that in Jesus we have the strength to experience anything life throws at us. It's the good news that in Jesus you are forgiven. 
It's the good news that in Jesus, you have everything you need. You are important to him. Amen.